Hello and welcome to Business Christmas. I'm Nicole. And I'm Kat. And we're coming to you from Brooklyn, New York, where we just watched Christmas Joy. This is one of the brand new 2018 Hallmark movies. Yes. Uh, I was a fan. I was a fan as well. Um, so before we dive in, the, the description from Hallmark is, An ambitious market researcher returns home to care for her injured aunt. She's reunited with her former crush, now a hospital administrator. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a recipe for romance. Like a hospital I've ever heard administrator. What, like a, what a random, what a random job for him to have. Yeah. Right. Yes. It is, and it's it's mostly irrelevant. Like you'd think, because the ants in the hospital, they end up having a lot to. Yeah, do no, it really was. But then they move her off to a rehab place. Yeah. Oh, what did that happen? I really did not pay attention to the details of this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, as usual. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I like this movie though. And if you have the Hallmark, Hallmark has a new app where you can check off which of their new movies for this holiday season you have seen. So I'm pretty excited because this was the, this is actually the first new 2018 movie that I've watched and now I have one that I can cross off. That's very exciting. It's also exciting. we should we should say that we are um, sipping some beverages out of these amazing wine glasses that my college roommate Jenny sent to us that say Hallmark movies and wine. Um, so they're so cute. They're super cute. They're really nice. I like want some of my Thank own as you, well. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, these were the we best. I love them. I feel like we need to have sets at my place and Nicole's place. Yeah. yeah. They're really, really we cute. Order another another pair. They're super cute. Um, okay, so on to the movie. Um, so she's a market researcher, and so we start out with a focus group, and she's conducting this focus group for a department store called mm-hmm. Weatherton's. Yep. And then this woman comes in. So they, they had it set up in the kind of, it was like a kind of like police interrogation room style thing where there's like the one way mirror, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting because the research was taking place at the store. Yeah. And so like, it's weird that they would have that kind of a setup at the store, but it's fine. So this woman comes into the observation area and we find out her name is Poppy Weatherton. And she owns the department store Weathertons, and she's actually the client that they're doing this market research mm-hmm. on behalf of. Um, yeah, so we meet Joy, who is our heroine of the film. Um, she's played by Danielle Panabaker, who I actually really like. I've seen her in, she's been popping up in more Hallmark movies, but I know her primarily as the. Uh, she played James Woods' daughter on that show, Shark, where he was, like, a lawyer. Did you ever see that show? Nope. So she was really cute on that. And then she also, I feel like she was in, like, some Lifetime movie where she was pregnant as a teenager. Maybe. I've uh, seen her in a few things. She's, yeah, she's, she's good. She's enjoyable. She's fun. Um, so, yeah, so we see her kind of conducting the, um, she's the one leading the focus group. And we find out that this is because her boss, Margie, he apparently just doesn't care about this client and has just stopped showing up to like do work for them yeah. and has like farmed it out to Joy, who's a, one of her um, underlings. It's weird because you get the impression through the whole movie that the boss Margie is like a slave driver, but then but it's been set up with this premise that Margie doesn't like to do work herself. So no, it's really weird, and also it's like it didn't really make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And the other thing that doesn't make sense is that 
it seems like Weathertons is this huge, important client to them, right? Yes. And yet she doesn't think it's high enough priority for her to actually be there. Yeah. And like, and frankly, well, I mean, spoiler alert, but we'll get there eventually. But like, it's, it becomes clear that Weathertons is not really happy with some of the stuff that's been happening with, um, uh, Joy's firm, which is called McDonald Weber. Um, and I think the reason why they're not happy is because the manager or whatever her job is, like just a straight up doesn't show up to do their work. And like, it's been observed by Poppy Weatherton that like, Mar- Oh, Margie's never here anymore. Right. And she really likes all the work that joy has been doing. Yeah. Um, and so we, so joy has a best friend at work. I don't know if we learned her Renee. name. Oh, Renee. Her name is Renee. That's right. And so they work really closely together and she's really joy's only friend that we ever meet. Um, and we find out from the two of them talking that there's some upcoming promotions that are going to be announced at the company Christmas Gala, mm-hmm. uh, which is a common theme in these movies. And I don't understand why, like, no one has ever been given a promotion at a Christmas no, party. No, of course like, not. like, not how that works. No, not at all. Business. Very weird. Well, as we've discussed many, many times, the business stuff in these movies is pretty much <laughs> never accurate. Right. So, so this is one of those things. Yeah. Um, oh, and then they go shopping. So they go shopping, yeah. So they're at Weathering, Weathertons, and they, um, they, they realize they... Neither Renee nor Joy has had time to buy a dress. So then we, they're, they're like, well, what well, we do happen to be at one of the best department stores in DC. So they go downstairs and Joy finds a, like this kind of dark green dress. It's very pretty. And she remarks that her mom once gave her a Christmas ornament that was the same color as the dress. And so it's here that we start figuring out that her mom is dead because, um, if you're obsessed with your mom and talking about like Christmas traditions with her, it means that she's dead. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In real life and in the film. (laughs) Probably, probably in real life, but definitely in, definitely in Hallmark movies. Um, yeah. So we also learn here that Weathertons is looking to expand. Mm hmm. Um, but Margie doesn't think it's a good idea because she doesn't believe in brick and mortar stores. Right. Which is actually a fair point. But their research is showing that actually people who shop at Weathertons value the experience of shopping in brick and mortar. And I don't know. I just don't think Margie's very good at her job. Um, there's been like a lot of, like, there's a lot of analytics, um, stuff in retail that looks at the impact of brick and mortar stores on online sales. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's, you know, that's kind of like an interesting, uh, area of research that's been emerging. And it just seems like Margie, like, doesn't, I don't know, like, doesn't really know what's going on in the industry that she works in. Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> and like, she doesn't like, she doesn't seem to like the results of the market research that joy does. Cause they don't concur with her own like prejudices. Um, yeah. but like you're a market researcher. She's not really so interested in the data. She's not actually interested in data as a market researcher. So Didn't I don't know. I found that kind of annoying. Um, so yeah. So then we, we sort of through weird, completely contrived plot devices discover that um joy has an aunt and then we go see the aunt who's got all of these boxes around and then 
something for a cookie crawl, like binders for cookie crawl, like year after year without being told what it is or anything. And then she's, she's getting like stuff off of these piles of boxes that like should never have been piled as high as they were in the first place. Yep. It was like a straight up like episode of hoarders in that room in her house. It totally was. And then it was almost like an animated cartoon where, like, obviously she climbs the step stool and then, like, whoa, 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 she falls. So, um, the next thing we know, she's in the hospital with a broken ankle and her friend calls Joy to tell Joy, oh, your aunt is in the hospital, you should come see her. Mm -hmm. And Joy, uh, kind of drops everything and she's like, I've got to go, I'll bring my laptop so I'll be able to work from Crystal Falls, which is where she's from, and she's like, it's the closest thing I have to a home. And so she runs off, even though it's, like, a really busy time of year. She's like, I'll get all the reports out. Don't worry, but I need to go see my aunt. Yep. Um, So she rushes into the hospital, which is in North Carolina, um, Crystal Falls, North Carolina. She sees this guy, Ben, in the lobby, who she gets wrapped up in, like, some Christmas lights while she's walking in. Yeah, they, like, accidentally, accidentally she falls into some Christmas lights that the workers then, like, spin her around in, and then she's it's caught in the kind lights. of contrived, but... Completely. Um, and so Ben is someone she knows from her childhood, um, and he's the hospital administrator, as we previously alluded to, and he's super hot. And yes, he's very hot. This is, like, this, the best thing about this movie is there's, like, an actual, like, the Christmas boyfriend is, like, actually hot. Yeah. Totally. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. So they have, like, this weird banter where they're kind of insulting each other, but not in really a flirty way. It's just kind of, like, mean. Um, that was a theme really throughout the movie, I mm-hmm. thought. Um, so she, she goes and sees her aunt, and... Ben comes with her or follows in a few minutes later, and, like, she finds out that Ben has been helping her aunt with the cookie crawl for the last several years, mm-hmm. and she's, like, really weirdly jealous about it. Like, definitely, like, throws him some shade, and she's like, oh, you're helping with the cookie crawl? Like, bitch, you don't live here. What do you expect? And then her aunt can't do the cookie crawl, because now she's going to, like, have to go to rehab for two weeks yep. for her ankle or whatever so she offers to do joy offers to do the christmas cookie crawl for her aunt which is apparently like an insane amount of work and like you have to like work full time at this cookie crawl for a week in order to make enough cookies it's like the list of cookies is like make two dozen chocolate chip and four dozen brownies and like two dozen of something else and two dozen sugar cookies like it's the entire concept of this movie is kind of ludicrous. It didn't make any sense. Like, why couldn't she just make one kind of cookie? Because the point of the cookie crawl is they go to, like, 15 houses. Right. So, like, if you have 15 cookies at your own house, people are not going to be able to eat that many cookies. Right. Yeah. It was really weird. It was very weird. Um, Also, does this bitch know how to bake, really? Like, there is nothing really to suggest that I mean, were, were we supposed to believe that because she grew up around people who were baking, like, she knew how to bake? Maybe. Or, like, the recipes were maybe good or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, so I was saying, well, I was, I was saying, I made one batch of Christmas cookies yesterday, and that was, like, more than enough. I was, like, done with it. Yeah. Totally over it. I understand. 
Um, so, so then I think Ben tries to offer help for the cookie crawl. Yes. So he like gives her a business card, which didn't make a lot of sense. Like you can just exchange phone numbers. Yes. But he gives her a business card and is like, Hey, I can help with this. And she's basically like, no. Yeah. She refuses to <laughs> like, help. And she's like, so no. She's like super mean about it. So like sometimes in these movies, like in the initial meet cute, the, the like woman is like super short. And rude with the guy for no reason. And this is one of those movies. Yeah. And this was a weird one, too, in that, like, there wasn't really tension between them. Like, they hadn't really pissed each other off in any kind of way, which is then why it was, like, extra weird she was being rude to him. Yeah. But it wasn't like they had had a bad falling out or a breakup in high school. It wasn't like they had, like, a rough meet cue where, like, you know, one of them did something wrong. She actually... Almost every bad thing that was done in this movie was done by her. Yeah. I agree. Like, she... So, at some point later on... this We haven't even gotten to this part yet, but, like, later on, she, like, accidentally backs into his truck. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's actually the one who's causing any sort of rift between them is pretty much driven by her. But he actually is pretty nice about it. Yep. With one exception that we'll get to a little bit later on. Um, so, okay... Yeah, and, like, the other thing was that when she, so when she goes to the hospital and, like, gets wrapped up in the lights, she's, like, wearing these, like, three or four inch heels. And we were both, like, why would you make a five-hour drive in the snow wearing heels? It's ridiculous. And she's wearing her suit still? Like, why are you wearing, that sounds terrible, wearing a skirt suit and, like, probably pantyhose and heels in your car in the snow for five hours? It did not make a lot of sense. Awful. Um, okay. So then, then I think he brings over decorations to her house. Or do you have some? I have really, so my notes are really sparse. I, I frankly did not really understand this movie. There was just like too much going on. There was a lot going on. It's like, you need, do you really need to have a cookie crawl and a gingerbread contest? We haven't gotten there yet. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry, but like that's, yeah. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> but like it, the whole thing is just preposterous. Um, so, Okay. Uh, so I think he brings over, Ben brings over like this ludicrous amount of Christmas decorations mm-hmm. and he basically is like, I know you don't want my help, but here are the rest of your aunt's decorations. Yep. She's like, no, no, no. I've got like hundreds of boxes inside of decorations. And he's like, you have half of them. Yeah. I have the other half of her decorations. And it is like this pickup truck full of boxes, like I'm sorry, like, I don't care if you're Santa, you don't have that many Christmas decorations. No, it was absurd. I mean, we do find later that there are three Christmas trees for this house, so even still, though. In just it was one a lot. Room. Yeah, in one like, room, there are probably, like, 15 Christmas trees throughout the entire house. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then, so he's kind of, like, trying to, like, give her advice, and he's, like, telling her she has to pick a theme, and she's like, well, I was just going to start baking and I'll come up with a theme later. And he's like, God, no, you could mm-hmm. never do that. And then she also finds, like, instructions from her aunt that are written down that, like, starts with step number one is pick a theme. So yeah. it's, like, really obvious that she's not going to be successful if she doesn't have a good theme for her cookies. But to be fair, she actually picks the theme very late in the game and it doesn't Turns seem to fine do anything bad at all. There's no consequence to it. So, eh, 
maybe not actually true. Uh, and maybe they should lighten up a little bit. Um, so wait, so after he like brings the decorations over to her after that, is that when we see him like at home with his parents and his dad has just watched it's a wonderful life. I think that happens later. But, oh, it does. Oh, uh, it might maybe, just be me not no, taking notes. Our, no, I didn't take a lot either. Um, you could talk about that. Well, I was just going to say, so there's there's this scene where we um, we see Ben at home with his parents, and his dad has just, his dad comes in, and he's, like, teary-eyed, and it's because he's just watched It's a Wonderful Life, and he's like, oh, it gets me every time. And then um, they're talking about, uh, like, like the mom kind of picked up on some chemistry between him and uh, Joy. And Ben is kind of like trying to like deflect it. And then his mom, I think, is like, not all big city women are you know who. So this is how we find out that Ben has some kind of backstory with a woman from the big city. Mm-hmm. And um, this is actually a recurring theme. Yeah, it's like once you've been burned by the big city woman, like you just know big cities aren't for you. And yeah, it's very similar to like a Christmas inheritance. How the Jake Lacey character in that movie, um, whose name I don't remember, uh, was like constantly just like equating the whatever that girl's name was with his wife who left him for her finance coworker. Right. Right. Like this is like the same thing. Um, yeah. So, okay. So ultimately they decide to work together. Yeah. So, so. Basically because she realizes the sheer volume of work that there is to do. She starts to get overwhelmed. And then another thing that happens. So Ben has this assistant at the hospital who's pregnant. (laughs) And, and in an earlier scene, he's like, she, they're like talking about how soon she's going to have the baby. And he starts to get this worried look on his face. And she's like, you're thinking about the gingerbread competition, aren't you? With your mom. And he's <laughs> oh like, I God. am. I really am. So what it's ends up happening. Absurd. She ends up like having, having the baby early, which means she can no longer be the judge at this gingerbread competition, which is separate from the cookie crawl. And it took us a really long time to figure it out. Was confusing. That there were two baking related events in this tiny town on the week of Christmas because it was confusing because supposedly he's been helping Joy's Aunt Ruby with the cookie thing. And then here he was supposed to be helping his mom with the gingerbread thing. And it really was not clear till like halfway through the movie or more like what was actually going on. So in this scenario, in the gingerbread competition, his assistant is supposed to be the judge. And he used to be the judge a number of years ago, but his mom really wanted him to bake with her so he had to have his assistant fill in as the judge because then he can be on a team with his mom and actually enter the competition but now that the assistant is having the baby he's like oh I'm gonna have to pull out of the competition with my mom and then he's like oh wait Joy you could just be the judge because for whatever reason that made sense to him so he's like, you can be the judge of that, and, you know, like, if you do that for me in exchange, I'll help you with the cookie crawl. This whole movie is just, like, I liked it, but I it's really absurd. Liked it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of how they end up agreeing to help each other. And their agreement, like, they shake on it, and they're like, cookies and gingerbread. 
It was so weird. It was very weird. And they say that several more times, like it's a thing. It's not um, a thing. Yeah, at one point I was like, stop <laughs> trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> and Lacey Schubert wasn't even in this one. No, um, she wasn't. Um, so, so then, like, we kind of get these shots of Joy doing work in between cooking and baking. So yes. they're, they're, like, pre-baking a bunch of the dough. And then she'll be, like, on a conference call with her friend Renee and, like, get or, like, tired at night typing at the table, getting work done and kind of burning the candle at both ends. So she's talking to her friend Renee and she finds out that the Weatherton account is, like, something's going on with the Weatherton account. And she's like, well, like, what's happening? And Renee makes this point of, like, oh, well, they brought up, they asked someone to bring up (laughs) all the files. And Joy is like, that's got to be, like, a decade's worth of files. And I'm just sitting there, like, like what, what are the files? files? What yes. fi- Like, you might have a client and there's, like, a contract that you need to look at, but, like, you don't have to look at 10 years' worth of files. What, what are like, they what hoping are, to learn from, yeah. What are they going to find out? It doesn't make any sense. What is market research from, like, 10 years ago going to do to... To help you, like, save an account or... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so some of the stuff that, okay. So while, um, while joy is baking slash working, we see her making all these. So she gets this to do list that I'm assuming her aunt made and yeah. printed for her. Which I think is, she just had it printed ready. To it's go. really funny. So it's like four items long <laughs> and it's like, the pick first theme, is find a theme, find yeah. a theme, like, Bake like it's like find it. I don't even remember find what the other ones. Bake cookies, eat cookies. Essentially, like yeah, it was, it was shit like that. And we were both like, why does she need? Like, why is this a to do list? But then she, so she has this like thing printed out for her. Okay, great. And then she makes she makes her own to do list on a chalkboard, yeah. and one side is work, and one side is like cookie nonsense. And she just replicates the same fucking four item to do list. Like, she just writes it over in chalk. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, first of all, you already have that in the list. Second of all, there's no value out of that list. It just tells you you need to bake cookies. Yes, and, like, I'm sorry. If you are going to replicate that list, it should be because you're going to make a more detailed version of it that actually helps you map out exactly what you're doing. Right, like, pulling together the list of, like, how many pounds of chocolate chips you need when you've got eight different recipes that call for it. Like, that is actually something you could put yeah. on the list, not just, like, pick a theme. Like, bake cookies. Oh, great. Like, yeah. And especially when she already had a list of, like, four or five different types of cookies that she needed to make and quantities of each. Yeah. I don't know. Extreme. So her project management skills could use some work. Meanwhile, when um, when she and Ben were, like, first deciding to work together, like, his project management skills are great. He was super detailed. He, like, knows everything, like, the back of his hand. Yeah, but he's, like, super anal about stuff. Yeah, that's true. And he, like, can't think outside the box. So she's trying to, like, bring new ideas, and he's, like, not having any of it. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't really have anything important until, uh, until they're, like, at the house, and he breaks the ornament. Yep, that's what I have. Yeah, so she, so they they start kind of working together, and things seem to be going well, and he's, like, kind of, they start talking about potential themes, and she starts trying to, like, put a twist on things. So she, her first idea is, like, Frosty the snowman in tropical weather, and he's like, no, Frosty would melt. 
And so they start kind of brainstorming with each other. I mean, that's good common sense. And she's, Frosty yeah. Wood melt. No, I agree with that, actually. Um, she starts trying to, like, you know, again, push him. And he's really, like, into this classic idea. And he doesn't want to, like, update anything or change anything. And she's got this ornament that her mom gave her that, if you remember from the beginning, is the same color as the dress that she was going to wear. And apparently it's just this really special ornament to her. And he picks up the ornament and he makes this point of like, look, this is like simple and classic and beautiful. It doesn't need a twist. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And he's making this point, holding the thing. And he like steps backwards over one of the cookie crawl binders and falls in the, and the, the ornament shatters everywhere. And it's it was like terrible. It was really, I gasped out loud. It was like, and you knew it was coming, but it was so like painful because they had just been really getting along. And, yep. And, uh, you know, it was very clear that this meant a lot to her. So he kind of, like, secretly scoops up a couple of the shards of glass before they clean up. And Danielle's obviously, like, pretty upset about it. Yep. Understandably so. She's not, like, she wasn't mean to him. She wasn't, like, get out or No, anything. she actually she, handled, like, handled it really well. She handled it, like, as well as you could in that. Like, for someone who's been bitchy to him at other points in the movie where he's just offering help, like, yeah. she was actually pretty nice about this. Yeah. Like, that could have been a major source of conflict, frankly, and the movie didn't really have one, so... Yeah, the movie shied away from conflict, definitely, mm-hmm. at every opportunity. Um, so then she goes to, like, learn about what it means to be a judge for the gingerbread competition, mm-hmm. and I wrote, she meets some schmo with notebook. Phil? Phil. At the coffee shop? I just wrote some schmo, but Phil is his name. And he's got this, like, rule book that's huge. Oh, my God. It was awful. Of all these rules for the gingerbread competition and all the things she needs. She has to learn this book inside and out in the next seven days. And it's all these rules for this freaking town gingerbread competition. It just, like, who oh my God. that much? Uh, that, but like, I think you could probably have a page of rules and be done with it. I think this was the point in the movie where I was saying to you, like, these people just have, they do not have enough to do in this small town. Clearly. And they're just, like, making up nonsense to do. Right. Like, like, let's have an entire book of rules about a gingerbread contest. Right, because, like, having we don't have a cookie crawl and gingerbread on. contest wasn't enough. We needed to make complicated rules that everyone has to learn and follow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so I think as a function of her realizing how much work it's going to be for her to be a judge of this contest, she says to Ben, you're buying me dinner. Yes. Um, so should we talk about their dinner? So they have the most romantic candlelit dinner at the Crystal Falls Lodge. At Black Mountain Wine House. Oh, it was kind of black. But it was <laughs> so, it was so Christmassy. Yeah. I really liked it. It was like my dream date. It was, they were I, sitting by a fireplace. It's like when I picture your dream date, that's where it is. Yes, totally. And you actually said that while we were recording. <laughs> like, I feel like this is like the date that you want to go out. And I was like, this is absolutely the date that I want to go on. Yeah. It was um, a really nice date. Yeah. Like I don't one, think anything really happened, but. One time my, um, my like boyfriend in my early twenties and I, so his family had a, they had a ski lodge, not a lodge. I mean, they had a ski house that they shared with some other family friends in, um, in like West Virginia somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we went there, um, after, uh, we went to D we did New Year's in DC and we went to the, the ski house for a few days afterwards, but, um, there was no snow. So we basically just like hung out 
and like whatever. And we went to this restaurant that was very similar to this Mm. place. And it was amazing. It was like, we sat by the fire and had some really nice wine and like, yeah. So that's what that reminded me of. And it was a very good date that I had just totally forgotten about for probably the last 10 years. And now I'm reminded of it. That's nice. But yeah, so I would, I like this place. This is a place I would like want to go on a, on a date. And like also they're sitting there trying to pretend it's not a date, but this is, you can't go to this place if you're not on a date. They're, they, it's, it's like so the way romantic. it's set up as like, it's just going to be a casual dinner. And then it's like this beautiful, romantic place. Like, and they've got the glass of wine and it was just like. Yeah, it was, it was really cute. And then they run into, on their way out, they run into his parents. Yes. And his mom is like, uh, Ben, can I talk to you for a second? Which is a little awkward, but... Yeah, she's so fucking nosy. Yeah. So she pulls him aside and she's like, uh, are you guys on a date? And Ben is like, uh, no, I don't date people who live in the city anymore. But like, yes, you're totally on a date. Like, you just ran into your parents who are clearly on a date at this place that is only a for date dates. Place. It's a date place. Yeah. Like, stop pretending it's not. Yeah. Um, and he makes this comment of like, like, I'm going to do, you know, she's, she's not here for very long and I know that's, I'm going to do what I should do or something and, you know, learn from my mistakes. And his mom's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm going to stay in my lane. Oh my God. Yeah. So the, his mistake is like this woman, Anne, that he was apparently married to. I don't know if we learned that she's his ex-wife just yet, but like, we will learn that later on. Yeah. But Apparently, her being from the big city was the source of all conflict in their relationship, to hear him tell it. Yeah, it's typical in these movies. Um, so then I think Margie, the boss, calls, and she's just kind of being a bitch, and she's, like, talking about... She's like, oh, she's like, oh, you need to take on this extra report because Renee is going on vacation mm-hmm. this weekend. I know you're not doing anything. And it's, like... So rude. So, first of all, like... First of all, like, anyone's entitled to vacation, and so, like, if one of your employees is taking it, like, you can't take it out on the employee who went on vacation first. seriously. And second of all, like, also, Joy, I think, very inappropriately was not like, I am staying in this town to help my injured aunt. She's like, I'm staying in this town to do the cookie crawl. And so she, like, her boss is, like, rightly so, just like, okay, you're just like, baking cookies all day long. Right. Hey, you can do some actual work then. Yeah. So I actually kind of saw both sides on it. I don't think it was handled really well either way, but also like, like it's your vacation. If you want to take vacation, take vacation. But if you're like doing this, like I'm not actually taking vacation, but I'm here to bake cookies. Like right. it was yeah, just a weird scenario. Like, is all. it a family emergency or is it a cookie emergency? Right. Right. Which is not a type of emergency. Uh, could be. Could be. Um, so she starts getting a lot of shit for not having a theme yet. Yeah. People are really harping on that. Her aunt finds out and, like, gets on her case. And then she and Ben go on this walk, like, through a park. Oh, that was also totally up my alley. Like, they, so he apparently likes to go in the woods and, like, meditate, basically. Yeah. Listen to the trees. Yeah. That's what he said. Um... And so while they're walking through the winter wonderland, she starts talking about sort of the interconnectedness of everything and how everything ties to itself. And she's just gotten all this grief over not having a theme and like, she comes up with a theme on this magical walk through the woods. 
about having it tied to Mother Nature and how Mother Nature connects all of us or something like that. Um, so they they get really excited about that theme. Yes. Um, oh, before that, they went ice skating, too. Oh, yeah. Before the forest. Like happened there. No, but it's just like they're going on fucking dates. Like, stop yeah. pretending you're not dating. Sure. Good point. Um, Good point. So then they, um, so then we see them back and I don't know if I missed something in between, but they pick mother nature and then they're back at the house and And there are three Christmas trees. So many Christmas trees in this house. Way too many. And I personally have three Christmas trees in my apartment right now. You do. Yeah. But I'm not decorating all of them because that is excessive. Well, and yours are not like six foot They're not all gigantic. Yeah. I've got one that's six foot and then the other two are like mini. Yeah. That's more appropriate. Um, so... She starts to talk about, like, the table layout of the room, and he gets Mm -hmm. really flustered by this because Aunt Ruby always has the tables in a certain way, and it's just, like, a really, like, a device to just show you, like, how stuck in his ways he is and how she wants to do new things. Um, And then they have this moment, which is an almost kiss moment. Yes. And it was very romantic. And it was it wasn't the end of the movie, so we knew they couldn't actually kiss. So we're like, okay, what's gonna happen to stop the kiss? And really it was like his own brain kind of stopped it and he freaked out like an inch from her face mm-hmm. and pulled back and then like ran out of her house. A lot of his behavior makes no sense in this movie. Yeah. Um, I agree. He's like way too neurotic. And then I also wrote at this part part, in real life, there is no way these people wouldn't have just had sex already. Oh, like totally. Like they're spending all of this time at romantic alone, lodges. The two of them at romantic lodges and her aunt's house, which is also like kind of romantic in its own way. If you think that Christmas equals romance, which clearly both of these people do. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it that part where he just doesn't kiss her, I'm just like, what? Like, they should have. They needed with an external. Reason. There needed yeah. to be an external yeah, thing, like the tree caught really fire or something. Um, so he freaks out and runs away, and so she's been storing all of this cookie dough in an, a freezer in the garage. And what yeah. we learn early on is there's like a weird trick to actually being able to close the freezer, and she's like. I'm going to need some cookies to eat my feelings right now. And I completely understand that. She goes um, out yeah. to the freezer, opens it up, and, like, it pops back open after she closes it. And she doesn't realize it until the morning. And half the cookie dough is ruined. Which didn't make any sense either because it was, like, an outdoor garage. So everything should have so stayed cold. really cold even if the freezer was open. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have actually affected much if anything. Yep. And she was like, half the dough is ruined. And the thing is, like, it snowed in almost every scene in this entire movie. I like, can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. Know, it, it snowed the entire movie. Like, in, like in you noticed Crystal it Falls. when it didn't snow. Yeah. was how much it snowed. So, like, it was cold out. It There was no need for the freezer to be shut all the way. Ridiculous. Like, it, it, it was a plot device that didn't really work. It would have made more sense if it had been, like, a freezer in the house. Yes, for sure. Um, so... The cookies are all ruined, but then I guess people find out about it. Her aunt finds out about it, and all these people come over and make cookies at her mm-hmm. house. Um, I think that happens before the gingerbread competition. Yes. Yeah. So they 
like all these people come over, Ben and his parents and a few other people who are just like random people, I think, like come over and they all make cookies together and like save the day, essentially. I think that was the part where I started texting my brother about Chinese food and like wasn't paying attention. It's okay. It was not really, didn't really do anything for the plot other yeah. than like solve the problem. Solve the problem of no cookies yeah. or not enough cookies. So then it's the gingerbread competition. And so here's the thing about this gingerbread thing. Like they make this whole big deal that she has to come be a judge. And there's this huge rule book she has to learn because she's going to be a judge, but they don't actually judge the gingerbread. It is by vote voting, like popular vote. So like she's got these like voting boxes that she sets up that everyone's going to put their vote in. And she's like done it in a way so that it's like in line with proper market research like <laughs> processes so that people won't have like biased votes or anything. And so basically she threw the rule book out anyway. She right. like made a new process and then also isn't actually judging. Is not actually judging, no, because other people judged. It was crazy. Yeah. And so like surprise, surprise, Ben and his mom win. Um, but third place we actually thought was the best one of all. And third place was a recreation of the Panthers NFL stadium. Yep. Um, and that actually we thought was the most impressive. It definitely was. Second place and first place, which was Ben's, were not very good. Nope. They suck. I mean, they were fine. But they were like, fine. Like I could maybe make them and yes, so, same. So they're not that impressive. Um, so... Uh, so then she drives home that night. She drives home, and meanwhile, um, what's-his-face, Ben, is with his dad, and he's, like, having this heart-to-heart talk with his dad, and his dad's, like, Joy is not Anne, his ex-wife, like, trying to convince him, like, he should, you know, like, yeah, there's a risk associated with, like, falling for someone, and, like, you can't really guarantee that it's gonna work out, but, like, you have to take that risk. Um, and then... So, meanwhile, uh, Joy has driven the five hours back to D.C. in the snow with her dress, and she's going to the gala. Oh, yeah, wait. But here's the thing we didn't talk about. She brought her dress. Yes. Why did she bring her dress to this She brought her small D.C. Town? gala it dress makes no sense. with her to North Carolina. But she didn't bring any actual clothing with her. It was so weird. She didn't really have suitcases that we saw, but she brought this dress that, like... And it's not like she left directly from Weatherton right. to, like, go right. home. Right. In fact, she was, like, we never even saw her buy it. Like, Yeah, I think she just found it. I think we... She doesn't actually, you don't see her, her buy it. Purchase it. You just yeah. see her like find Looking it. Looking at it. She doesn't try it on or anything. Yeah. So, um, plot. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, she has this dress with her in North Carolina, which made no sense. Made but no yeah. Sense. So, basically, like, she, her whole plan is like she finished the gingerbread thing. She's got to drive the five hours back to DC for her company's Christmas gala. And then she's going to drive back um, in the morning or maybe overnight, I'm not sure, to go finish up the Christmas crawl with her aunt. And actually yep. she's bringing her aunt home that day as well from yeah. the rehab place. Um, so we see her like in her apartment in DC getting ready for the gala and she's got the dress on, which is really pretty. And if you remember the dress matches the, the ornament. And so as she was like leaving town, Ben gave her a gift in a nicely wrapped gift box. And 
she was like, you can just give this to me tomorrow. And he's like, well, in case you don't come back, Mm. here it is. So she waits until she's home to open it. She's actually, like, running late for the gala and, like, trying to run out the door. She stops and opens it. And I really wanted it to be, like, earrings that match the dress that she could have worn with the dress. Because we know, you know, like, he stole these shards from the ornament. He's doing, that's got to be related to the gift. And instead it was this, it was very pretty, but it was this, like, heart-shaped piece of wood with the green ornament glass, like, mosaic on top of it. And it was pretty, but, like, useless. And then, like, later you kind of saw it had a keychain thing on it, which was really Yeah, it should have been, like, a little jewelry box or something. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. Um, So she, like, then takes this, like, hunk of wood shaped like a heart and adds it to her tiny little gala clutch. Yes, it made no sense. Like, why would you want to stick an extra thing into your evening bag. Right. And like, what are you going to do with it? That has like no space. What are you going to do with it? As a person who can barely fit my gigantic cell phone into my clutches when I go to like a wedding or something, that scene really annoyed me that she was like throwing extra shit. And like, you don't need it. What are you going to do with it? It's just a heart. Yeah. Like, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. That was irritating. Um, so she goes to the gala. She catches up with Renee, her BFF. And, um... Her boss is there kind of throwing shade, being really weird. Oh, I hate Margie. Yeah. And then Poppy Weatherton is there, and she makes a point to, like, come up to Joy and speak to her directly. And she's like, oh, there's going to be some changes coming next year, and I just want you to know I really value all of your work. And at this point, Joy, like, mentions something about the cookie crawl. Yes. And Poppy is like... I don't know what that is, is, but I am so excited. Tell me more. And it turns out, like, Poppy has family in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is not far from Crystal Falls, North Carolina. And so she knows the the town, and she's really intrigued by this cookie crawl thing. And so she kind of says goodbye, and then she says to her assistant as they're walking out, like, can you Google this cookie crawl thing for me and find out more? I'm so – have you ever heard of it? And she's, like, really, really hot about the cookie crawl. Which I actually did like them acknowledging in the movie that that's not a thing, that people just know cookie crawl. Yeah. Um, although there is one in Brooklyn. I just learned about it a couple weeks ago because my friend Kate apparently goes every year. Is that what it's called? It's called a cookie crawl. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. kind of the same as like any, it's like a pub crawl, but I mean, just like you get the concept, but they, the way they talk of, about it in the beginning. You would think like, like it's an actual thing that people do regularly, which I don't think it is. I don't think so. Um, okay. So... Yeah, so they find out that, like, they're losing the weather the Weathertons account, and then... Um, and Margie basically tells Joy she's going to have to start working, like, double time right yeah. now so they can get a new client to replace that business. Which, if you're the person who's really good at the market research and focus groups, you are not the same person that is out trying to win new accounts. Yeah. Yep. Hashtag business. I know. Oh, my God. The They never get business right. I, I kind of think they do it on purpose. Because, like, look, it gives us, something to, gives us something to talk about. We have an entire podcast devoted to the fact that they don't understand business. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so, thank you. I think Hallmark it's working. Writers. Thanks, Hallmark. Um, oh, and then, so Poppy Weatherton, like, pieces out of the gala. And then who shows up but Ben. 
So Ben, you see him like they splice in like one cut of him on the road in a tux. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, is he going to her work yeah. event like uninvited? What? Uh, like that's not a thing that people no. do. No. Um, but yes, he was. And then it's like the weirdest, the weirdest scene of all time happens. It makes no sense. He walks in and he's wearing a tux and they're, all of the waiters are also wearing tuxes. So one of the waiters mistakes him for also being a waiter and is like, oh, we need to go get more champagne. And then he's like super embarrassed that he's dressed the same as the waiters. But it was like a tux. It was a black tie event. I don't like understand an, why I, I the could, men weren't wearing tuxes. Right. I could understand if it was some other weird uniform. Like, he wore a black button-down shirt or something, but... He played it really weird, too. Like, for a second, I thought he was actually going to go into the kitchen with the other caterer. I thought he was, too. I was like, what's going to happen in the kitchen? Yeah, that actor made some interesting decisions with, like, facial expressions and stuff in that scene. It was confusing. Yeah, I thought he was going to, like, end up overhearing something that would, like, cause conflict in this movie, Mm -hmm. in which there was none. So they fabricated it in this scene, because then he, like, not only clearly feels out of place because he's dressed the same as waiters... But he sees Joy, like, across the room, and she's laughing and smiling and seems really happy. So I guess he realizes, like, this is a bad idea. But she didn't even seem that happy. She was just, like, what, talking to her friend. And it wasn't like she was, like, flirting with some other dude or right. something. It where wasn't like there like, was, like, a business yeah, boyfriend yeah, that yeah, she was yeah, getting yeah. back together exactly. with Exactly. There was no business boyfriend. Like, frankly, Margie was the closest thing to a business boyfriend in yes. this movie. Great point. But he, like, took it completely the wrong way. And so he freaks out. And without even, like, saying a word to her, he leaves. And somehow she kind of, like, sees him as he's leaving. So she slowly, like, very, very slowly walks to the door to chase him out instead of, like, actually, like, moving quickly to do it. And he, like, drives away. She tries to call him, and he just doesn't even pick up the phone. It's so weird. what was he so mad about? There was literally nothing for him to be mad about in that scene. It didn't make any sense. Um, So then she, like, and she takes long enough, like, getting her shit together that she just, like, completely misses him. And, like, couldn't catch him. And, like, the whole thing is, like... Then she just, like, leaves. She doesn't even stay for the party, really. Like, she's No, it makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, also, before he showed up, she quit her job. Oh, yeah. That's kind of important. (laughs) So she Mar- quit her job because like, she's, like, going to go basically live in Crystal Falls now. Yeah. She, and she says, Crystal Falls is home. Um, but, yeah, when Margie wanted her to work extra time starting tomorrow, she's like, no, like, I need to go be with my aunt and do the cookie crawl. And like, and Margie's like, haven't you been baking cookies for a week Good, already? Fair point. Yeah. She's like, I have to go to the cookie crawl. And she's basically like, you're going to turn down a promotion if you do that. And so, essentially, she's like, yeah, I think I quit my job. So she actually was probably looking happy to him because, because she, she just quit, quit her job. job. Um, so she basically, like, at that point, she, like, doesn't even stay for the gala. And she just, like, gets in her car and heads back to Crystal Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his parents start to get nosy. Well, they've been nosy the whole time. Yep. But all they wrote down was nosy parents. Um. I- oh, yeah. So they, like, give him a hard time about her. And he's like, look, she's. She's going to be in D.C., blah, blah, blah. And his mom was like, no, dude, she's moving here. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, he's Again, very, like, fake conflict going on. Um, and then it's finally the cookie crawl. Thank God. And shockingly, Poppy Weatherton shows up to wow, the cookie I can't, crawl. Wow, I could never have imagined it. Um. 
and kind of resolves things pretty quickly from a job perspective because one of the things they've spoken about a lot is, like, they're going to be expanding Weathertons. And she says, you know, we really were looking to bring all of the marketing and research in-house. And so we have a brand new division, and I'd really like for you to be a part of that and part of that leadership team. And so – and you'll have to relocate because the new office will be in Charlotte, which, again, is very close to Crystal Falls. So everything kind of gets tied up neatly on that side. Um, The cookie crawl is a resounding success. There's, like, lights and trees and, like – crazy amounts of cookies and the house is really full of people that are all wearing winter coats which indoors doesn't make sense so it's like indoors and also like when you have a party and that many people are over like it gets so hot, hot. Yeah. and they have all of these lights on like it it had to have been a million degrees um and renee the best friend actually has driven down too from dc and joy's like oh i can't believe you made it she's like i wouldn't miss it Where's Ben? What's going on? And Joy's like, oh, I don't know if he's coming. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, But then he shows up. (laughs) Like, there was just not a lot of conflict in this movie. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, he was mad. He realized, like, he shouldn't be mad. And then, like, he shows up and then everything's fine. Um, So they, like, kind of stare at each other. And she was wearing this really cute little white dress with a stupid red coat over it, but the dress was, I thought, was really cute. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and that dress was cute. So they, like, look at each other wordlessly and then walk out of the house together and basically tell each other that they're crazy about each other. And she's, like, going to be living in Crystal Falls. Yep. And then they kiss. Finally. And that's how we know the movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. All of the basically non-existent conflict has been resolved. Yes. Um, and Ruby won the cookie competition, cookie crawl, again, yeah. for like the fifth year in a row. But I don't even think she gets credit. She didn't do shit. She was holding the trophy like she gets yeah. credit. Yeah. You're right. She's not involved. Which was another weird thing because like, like we were saying before, like, when when she was, like, giving Joy shit for not having come up with a theme, it's like, well, Ruby, like, you could come up with a theme still. Like, your ankle's broken, not your brain. Right. And yeah. also, like, she could have just, like, helped with some of the dough making and stuff. She like, could have done plenty of stuff. Like, having an injured ankle does not prevent you from doing most of the stuff that she just, like, handed off to right. Joy. Right. Um. So, yeah, it's... It doesn't sound like we loved this movie, but I really enjoyed it. Was it was enjoyable, yeah. yeah. I liked it. It's fun. I, I thought the boy it. the boyfriend was really cute. And I think Danielle Panabaker is very cute as well. So they were like a cute little couple. Yeah. It was a nice story. It was a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I recommend. Um so we've decided to do things a little bit differently and just stop telling you what we're gonna watch next time because it turns out that it's always a lie. Um <laughs> so uh we will be watching some movie. To be determined next time on Business Christmas, and we hope you will join us then. Bye.